Well, praise be to the name of Jesus Christ forever. Amen. He is alive, risen from the dead. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he is returning, even as he has gone away. In like manner, the angel said he will return. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 6 tonight. Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to begin in verse 10. I'll be reading from the New King James. And it reads, the Apostle Paul writes by the Holy Spirit, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly, to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly, as they ought to speak. Praise God. Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for the, uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon me to speak the word and upon the hearers of, of the word to receive it. And I give you praise. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Hallelujah. The first word we see in Ephesians 6, verse 10, is finally, my brethren, or finally. Hallelujah. The very first word we see is finally. Now, why would he write that? And by the way, you know, he continues on. He writes a little bit there. It's, it's not just a few words and he's done. Amen? Finally. Well, it is because the early verses in the book of Ephesians uh, spoke to so many different things. And more precisely, just before in verses 1 through 9 in Ephesians 6, we see that uh, coming immediately off of what he had spoke of, he says, now, finally. Amen? Amen? And in this chapter, they refer to everyday struggles of life. Verses 1 through 9 speak of everyday struggles of life concerning family and work. Family and work. And you know, uh, that is probably two of the biggest things that make up our everyday life, is it not? Our relations with our family and loved ones and how we make a living. Amen. Amen. And those are the two biggest. And yet we, we don't really look at them as a spiritual thing, by and large, most believers, I would venture to say. And yet Paul declares to the Ephesian believers, the average Joe, we could say, the common believer, he says that they, hello, they, not him, 
they are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but demonic rank and file. They're wrestling against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Why would Paul write this to the everyday common believer? He wrote this because they either did not know it or they needed to be reminded. Amen? So it is with us, dear ones. So it is with us. Many believers just simply either don't know they're in a spiritual conflict or they need to be reminded. Amen? Amen. For we are engaged in a spiritual conflict. We are in a spiritual fight. And so let me remind you again, if you have been taught this, and let me teach you for the first time, if you have not been taught this, the devil hates you and he's out to kill, steal, steal, and destroy you. Most Christians would have no problem believing that Paul, the great apostle Paul, had to wrestle with the demonic as he fulfilled his call and purpose in life and ministry. But very few probably thought that they had to deal with the devil very much. I mean, after all, they weren't doing very much, right? They were just common, everyday believers in Jesus. They weren't shaking kingdoms with their life, or were they? You know, there's something about when you back a ministry, when you're a contributor into a ministry financially, when you're a contributor to a ministry by your own blood, sweat, and tears, so to speak, by your own life and your faithfulness to it, whatever that ministry accomplishes or whatever that ministry is going through, guess what? You are part of that. Amen. You are part of that. You are, you are a supporter. You're a partner, if you will, to whatever that ministry is doing. And the Ephesians were partners with the Apostle Paul. Amen? Amen. They were believers in Jesus, yes, but they were also supporters of the ministry of Paul. Amen. And so whatever Paul was dealing with, guess what? They had a part in that. They had to they were getting some of that, you know, flashback, so to speak. Amen. Amen. And so it is when we when we uh, as the body of Christ uh, all over the world, whatever the body is facing as a living entity made up of many members, we are all one body in Christ. And all over the world, the, the body of Christ is advancing and it's also dealing with adversities. Amen? Amen. So some of that's going to come on us. Some of that's going to be felt. Yes. Have you ever thought the very first attack of the devil was between a wife and husband? And then followed with the first murder was between two brothers. You see, the family unit is very important to God. And it's also high on the list of advers- uh, uh, of the devil's attacks. Let me just say it that way. So in reverse, let's say it this way. In reverse, not just the bad that's happened. But in reverse, the first institution for God to wield his blessing in the earth was the husband and wife, Adam and Eve, with the intent of family. Amen? To be ongoing and to flow like a river into the lives and through the lives of family. Amen? And so it is. 
that the devil sees this even more clearly than many Christians do, and he's out to destroy the family. God likens the church to a family. Amen. God refers to our relationship to him as a husband and wife. Amen. A family unit, if you will. Uh, the family is not likened to the church, but vice versa. Amen. The church is likened to the family. In other words, the family has greater authority. The church is, uh, you know, comes in line with the understanding of the family unit, with uh, Christ being the, the, the bridegroom and we being, we being the bride as, as, his, as his people. Amen? Yeah. Praise God. The local church is an essential part of the spiritual health of the family. That is one of the reasons the church exists is for the family. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, even though the family makes up a large part of the church, the church is for the benefit of the family by and large. Amen. Yes. Satan hates, the devil hates the ongoing common witness of the Christian family. He just can't handle it. It just gets gets him. You know, he doesn't like it. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. He seeks to destroy the family by the very things Paul mentions in verses 1 through 9. And you can read about that. There are other verses as well that uh, talk about the family. And the devil tries to destroy the family. Well, you know, as Paul taught the truth of spiritual warfare against the common Christian and the family unit, so he still speaks into our age. He still speaks into our families. He's still talking to us. Amen? Amen? He instructs. This is what the word says. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And he goes on. Again, who's he talking to? Is he talking to other apostles here? Well, no doubt they could receive that same instruction. Is he talking to the fivefold ministry here? Again, no doubt we can receive that instruction. But he's talking to the average believer. Amen. He's talking to the average believer. A lot of people, they listen to a message and they relegate it to somebody else. And many times they relegate it to the preacher, to the prophet, to the evangelist, whatever. You know, they relegate it to someone more mature than them, or whatever the case is. They try to somehow shake them, themselves free from any obligation or it's speaking to their lives. And that is a big, big mistake. That is a terrible mistake. In many cases, it's, it's a, it's, they lose their lives over it because they don't understand the power they have. The Apostle Paul is talking to the average believer and says that they have the power to withstand in the evil day. They have the power to withstand in the evil day. What's that mean? That means they can push the devil, withstand, means stand against, push him back in the worst of times. Amen. Let me say it again. We as just as believers in Christ, if we'll understand it, we have the ability, the power to push the devil back or to push the demonic back in the worst of times. No matter what you're going through, dear ones, 
Christ has given us the authority in his name. Christ has given us the power in his, in his armor to push back the devil's devices. Praise God. Hallelujah. Take up the whole armor of God is not necessarily physical armor. It is the spiritual armor to stand against the demonic. This is not so much something that we put on and take off either. But his instruction to take up was to uh, wake them up to the reality of the spiritual fight and the, the, uh, the, their accessibility to their protection and their weapons, praise God, to fight in that fight. Not to cower, not to run, not to be afraid, but to stand strong, to stand in the Lord, praise God, and to push the devil back. Amen. So, you and I, it's still talking to the regular believer, understanding the fight, we also understand the power of God in the covenant relationship of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Covenant relationship, not whimsical relationship, not haphazard relationship, not part way, and I don't want to go any further. But no, we give our lives to God completely because he has given his complete life to us. Amen? Amen? Praise God. And as we enter into that bond and we begin to understand the power in his name and the power in, in his provisions, then we can begin to see victory after victory after victory after victory after victory Hallelujah. after every fight we engage with the devil. And here, you know, we can be first strike. You know what I'm talking about? Instead of waiting on the devil to punch you first and then you punch him back, why don't you punch him first? Amen? Amen? Are you listening to me? Why don't you seek him out? Why are you waiting on the devil to hunt you down? Why don't you hunt him down? Praise God. I'm not necessarily saying you find a demon behind every tree, but uh, you keep declaring the word you keep declaring your relationship to christ you don't wait for the bad times to come you fortify your relationships in your family you fortify your your relationships on the job and you fortify the blessing you undergird it with the truth of god do you understand me well i hope you do i hope you do because we don't have to live always on the rebound always on the defensive because this scripture is actually telling us not to cower, not to just hunker down and put up with whatever the devil says, or, or excuse me, does. But we are able to advance against him. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Does that sound like he's telling you to just hunker down? No. Just barely get by? No, he says, advance, praise God. Well, we can do the same thing in the areas of our life. That we, could, that we desire to see more blessed, that we desire to see increased, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so, as we think about these provisions, let's just look at that, because the Apostle Paul begins to name them. Thank you, Jesus. And again, he says, stand therefore. So he's not saying cower and run. He's saying, you stand your ground, glory to God. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, hallelujah, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, <clears throat> above all, taking the shield of faith, 
with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Again, who's he talking to? He's talking to the average believer and he declares to them, first off, stand. Stand, don't cower, don't be pushed around you push the devil back praise God you stand your ground you let the devil know you know who you are in Christ hallelujah then he refers to the waist the belt of of truth as it's referred to and all of the armor would be uh, connected to that belt the belt would go on first and then the rest of the armor would attach to it and this is the case with our spiritual walk and our spiritual armor truth must hold it all together if we get into things that are not true if we begin to step out into deception and we begin to step out in in just tradition and doctrines of men but not the truth of god's word then we will fall prey the armor will not hold together we will not be protected as we should the next one is the breastplate what does the breastplate protect well it's it protects vital organs amen your heart, your lungs, your, you know, all of the, the, the soft uh, part of the, the belly, so to speak, that needs that protection, praise God. Protecting vital organs as we advance against the enemy so the righteousness of God in our lives protects us. Because you see, that's an area that's our, possibly our softest because too many get to think that it's their righteousness that they have done. But the Bible is clear that we do not stand by the righteousness that we have done. We stand by the righteousness of faith in Christ. Amen? Praise God. And so it doesn't matter if we, if we fail or we don't do the best here and there every now and then. Because our favor with God and our ability to stand against the devil is not based on our works nearly as much as the work of Christ in and through us. Amen? Amen? Our righteousness is of Him, dear ones. Praise God forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Then it begins to talk about the shoes, that we are shod with the preparation. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel. Hallelujah. And as we travel through life, as we go from day to day, as we live our lives, and we go from uh, one day to another, from one year to another, as we continue on in our life, the gospel should always be the priority one. Amen. It's, it is what takes us from place to place. It's what takes us from faith to faith. It's what takes us from blessing to blessing. It is the good news Amen. of Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the gospel should be our priority in what we do or don't do. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The next one is the shield. The shield of faith. Praise God. Faith works as the primary piece of the armor it says above all above all take the the shield of faith not secondarily or passively but 
primarily and actively. We should engage the enemy in conflict, knowing that faith will see us through, praise God. But you know, faith is not just to protect us. It also is an offensive weapon used to strike the adversary and knock him off his feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. So yes, we can hold the shield up to protect against the adversary's attacks on us. But then we can also strike the enemy with that shield of faith. Knocking him down. Knocking him aside. Praise God. The next one is the helmet. Praise God. The helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation protects us against deadly strikes. The head is the is the most vulnerable. If you know if you're going to kill somebody, it's a head strike you're after. You know, and if the devil is going to destroy you, it's going to be through your thoughts as well, which your mind and your emotions, your your will is in you know represented by the head, and so the helmet covers all of that. The helmet of salvation protects us against deadly strikes and it keeps our thinking intact as we know that we are the redeemed of the Lord and we say so, glory to God. Hallelujah. And finally, the sword. The sword is the word of God and more precisely, it is the spoken word of God in the Greek. It is the, the anointed word of God that is that comes alive to you, that the Holy Spirit anoints it. And it's actually the Holy Spirit that is rising up in you, that is speaking that word through you. It is called the sword of the Spirit here. The sword of the Spirit because it is the, the, the word that the Spirit of God wields. Hallelujah. He's the one striking with the word of God through your, through your declarations and through your prayer life, glory to God. And as we strike a blow to our adversary by advancing in faith, we follow up with the declaration of his word. Much like the, the uh, shield would be used by the warrior to strike the adversary. And then following up with the sword to strike a death blow to their enemy. So we strike with faith and we speak the word. Hallelujah in concert with it. Praise God. But Paul makes it clear that we, we, every believer, every believer, Paul makes it clear that we are to wield the sword against the adversary in behalf of others also. To this end, he says, to this end, this is why we fight for our family loved ones and then we also fight for others in the body of Christ. And then not only that, he said, and for me, <laughs> don't forget me. Amen. I need your prayers, dear ones, the Apostle Paul said. And dear ones, I need your prayers too. Who, me, you might say? Yes, the common believer can stand in behalf of others in the body of Christ and push the devil out of their life. Amen. Now, this is the word of God. This is the Bible I'm talking about. I didn't write it. I wish I had, but I didn't. Amen? I'm just preaching it to you. I'm just declaring what it says to you. Stop looking at yourself as weak. Stop looking at yourself as insignificant. Stop looking at yourself in any way but the representative of the warrior 
and pushing back the works of darkness. Not only in your life, but in your families, even in all the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Let us stand against the walls of the devil. Let us see the victory in every way. God bless you.